0: Too high for me he's like you have a really high voice you could do it
1: dude he yeah. does albie yeah. does push you to <laughs> do better <laughs> 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 <Going> <laughs> once, going
0: twice. all right so and josh he,
1: <laughs> he like low he low-key wants everyone to buy him Jaeger's. yeah he so, never yeah. asked but he low-key wants everyone to buy him jaeger bombs uh,
0: Everybody yeah, eager. does buy him Yeager
1: Yeah he never asks though
0: Y'all don't stay <laughs> Late lucky. with him That I do Sometimes he's Fucking drunk And I'm like Albie I can't do the math If you don't stop talking to me He's like <laughs> You don't want man I, just, I hate shit like that man You know what I mean <laughs> Like he makes Absolutely no sense Like no topic He just keeps saying You know what I mean You know what I mean And you're like and Of
1: course you're like Oh I no. know what you mean yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't know what you mean, Albie. Well, <laughs> I do know next time I'm not going to pour you as many <laughs> I
1: should be. That's my fault for keep buying him, I guess.
0: You no, know, he's funny when he's drunk. It's just sometimes he gets real riled up about something. And, like. He's like a passionate drunk person. Oh, but know? that's a good thing, though. Yeah. Because like he gets riled like up a about rowdy, good shit. like person. You know,
1: you can really sing in D major yeah. if you try instead of being like, fuck Trump. Like, people get rowdy yeah, about a yeah, lot of things. Yeah, he's not like that at all. At least he's rowdy about something he's passionate in that doesn't piss off a lot of people. Like, if you're the few 1% that gets pissed off that Bohemian Rhapsody's not singing in fucking A and instead of D, that's a good thing. Cause I want to sit here and hear about a fucking blimp that's flying over Europe that looks like a Trump baby. Sorry, cheeseburger, good <laughs> gunk, dude. Cheese. Anyways, cheese. so I, cheese. Cheese. I feel like uh, I feel like we're kind of live right now, right?
0: Yeah, are we live?
1: Yeah, we're live. We're rolling. Oh. So we got we have Camry in the building and Jake, both good friends of mine. Jake, I've known you for over a decade. You lady, I've known maybe <laughs> what since uh, well since you start working at Bones because. That's how I kind of met everyone in that little area. But um, I wanted to have you on because I wanted to do a whole section of different bartenders, right? But what a lot of people don't understand about bartenders is, like, while they're doing that, they are working on, you know, their next level. And for you, you're going to fucking grad school, dude. Yes, sir. Congratulations! (laughs) Like, isn't that crazy, though? Two more weeks and I'm done. That is wild. So your strength right now, you're... I I believe therapy, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, mental health counseling. So I'll have my master's in uh, mental health counseling, and I'll be an LPC, and pretty much I'll be doing exactly what I fucking do right now, bartending, but no alcohol involved, and you pay me a little bit more by the hour.
1: See, I was always (laughs) wondering, too, because I always felt like as a bartender myself, I felt like part of our job was literally being a therapist. Oh, yeah. Like, did you feel like maybe bartending... Helped you sometimes when oh, it came. Oh yeah,
0: definitely. Like I started my practicum in January, so I work at a site like a mental health clinic, and it's called my internship, getting my practicum hours. Basically, the state wants to know that you Is know what your you're doing. Is your version of clinical hours? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So state wants to know that you know what you're doing before they send you out into the world to treat people with and mental health disorders. Yeah. So. A lot of my colleagues classmates, they kind of had trouble sliding into that because you know it's just all coursework and you're learning and learning, but now we're applying it and for me, I realized that it you was could easy. apply it easily because yeah.
1: you're used to doing it exactly. so what backgrounds did some of your um, I guess your the, the students you were working with like were they used to dealing with people forty hours a week, thirty uh, hours a week like
0: kind of some of them are teachers and they're trying to be school okay. counselors. Uh, some of them just have like various jobs, like insurance work. There's, I was really the only bartender in a lot of my classes. There weren't a really? lot of people in the service industry, which kind that's of that's odd. Yeah, it kind of made me feel like shit at the beginning maybe because
1: everyone in the service industry <laughs> is a therapist. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So they didn't go for yeah, one. They,
0: exactly. I don't know. It kind of made me intimidated at the beginning. Like a lot of them have maybe more experience in the professional world versus me. But then once I got out there, I started feeling more confident.
1: Yeah, definitely. Because I think, um, uh, your professional world was people with real problems every day yeah i mean i could say for the people i had that were regulars a lot even myself being a regular at bars like yeah i was self-medicating a lot of like different things but i was also personality that needed to go out i was very i guess let's say if i came to you your therapist i would say i I suffer from mania Mm -hmm. but i don't have the the bouts of depression that maybe a manic depressive has.
0: So you would say more like a unipolar disorder, which y- is one side of it, yes, mania. just
1: mania to a point where it's like sleep's extremely hard. But it helped me with jobs like bartending because I could work late and not really feel the fatigue, but then the fatigue would come on. Yeah. Or no matter how far my brain was, like how amped my brain was ready to keep going, my body just couldn't do it.
0: Yeah. yeah, that sounds a lot like it. And it's probably easier for you to talk to people and socialize with people without the come down as often.
1: Yeah, definitely. And most people would think I was on cocaine. Oh <laughs> like,
0: uh, Yeah. Sometimes, like, have you ever had a bang energy drink?
1: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I mean.
0: Like, they're trending right now. I've and banged
1: I'm- and drank energy drink. <laughs> <training. laughs>
0: They're super popular right now and I'm like a super big health freak and they don't have any sugar in them and it's okay. more natural energy. So I've been drinking those but they're so strong that I feel like everyone thinks I'm on cocaine cuz I'm just in front of the computer trying to get people's orders just <gasps> they have to
1: have they have to have some no, they you can't tell me they have to have some kind of version of sugar in them.
0: No, it's just stevia and monk fruit sweetener.
1: You don't think – okay, you say you say it correctly. I say stevia, stevia. I say stevia. Stevia. Okay, so it's stevia. I'm just kidding. I don't know you, what the you, fuck you it you is. Don't, you, <laughs> don't no think, you don't think that's anything worse than high fructose corn syrup?
0: No, it's not. And studies have shown that it's not. It doesn't spike your blood sugar. But it, what it might do is so when you first put something sweet in your mouth, all of your taste buds kind of sense it, and your digestive system will start getting ready to process it as something sweet, as if you're yes. eating something sweet, this even though it's not. This is
1: aperitifs and divertifs when you're eating a meal and courses. Like, I like to start off a meal with aperol. Okay. Like Aperol neat. Mm -hmm. Not if I'm going to Boneheads or whatever, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if I'm going out and having dinner, I like a little Aperol and I can feel it
0: get my stomach going. Getting your digestive system going. It's like,
1: all right, let's ready to eat. Mm -hmm. And Aperol is really sweet, but that's like it. I usually don't do dessert. Yeah. I usually like to save my salad for dessert. Is that weird?
0: Yeah, it's fucking weird.
1: Because I feel like it flushes me out, though. It kind of clears me out. It's like it's freshing. It's oh, like I it, could
0: see that, like it know, ends your dinner on like a good note. Yeah, like not I eat, like eat my main course.
1: I have a glass of wine. I get some meat, and then I'm like, "Give me the Caesar now," hmm. you know, not wilted, sitting in the window, but
0: yeah, you're interesting. That's weird. I, don't know I think that. a lot
1: of Europeans do it though. When you you travel, mm-hmm. I like to talk about your traveling because you do like to travel a lot.
0: Yeah, I like Na- traveling.
1: name me, name me. Where have you been in the last three years?
0: I've been to Hungary, I've been to Austria, Germany, uh, Czech Republic, Um, I've been to Greece, (laughs) I've been to... I guess I've been to Turkey, but we didn't leave the airport, but we chilled there for about 10 hours.
1: So you've pretty much been in Turkey. Yeah, If you're in an airport lady. for 10 hours in Turkey, yeah. you, you might as well be a citizen.
0: This lady, I'm, I'm <laughs> guessing she was Turkish. She was cleaning her feet in the sink. Oh, my. When I get off the airplane, she just had her whole foot and leg, and she was just washing it. And I'm just like, oh, is this like a thing in Turkey? Like, you wash your feet and your hands when you go to the bathroom
1: yeah (laughs) they are very you know it is a different world
0: yeah oh where else have we been uh cancun mexico
1: well you just went to houston recently
0: yeah we just got back
1: i do know that houston uh you were celebrating jake's birthday right yes sir now how hard i know y'all had it gone hard (laughs) now why did you go to houston of all places is
0: Because Jake is trying to get me to move there. Oh. (laughs) And I have no, I have my heart set on moving to Colorado after school. And I've never thought much of Houston because I've never really been there. So this was kind of Jake's ploy of showing me Houston. and Let trying me to show
1: you uptown. And this I and can
0: it. show you the world.
1: On a city next to the Gulf of Mexico. There's lots
0: of bars and cool places.
1: Still kind of smells like shit. <laughs> <laughs> and the traffic sucks. Oh and my it's God, yeah. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to take a dump on Houston, dude. And God bless everything that happened after the hurricane. Y'all are some strong fucking people out there. But sweet Jesus, out of any place in Texas, Houston's like not even in my top five.
0: That's what I told them. But we went and I actually really liked it a lot. So. Cool.
1: So what bars did you go to? What? Did, what?
0: Catbirds.
1: Cat. Catbirds.
0: Catbirds.
1: Is that a C A T or C A P? C A T. Catbirds Saloon. It's a
0: it's a jazz bar. Oh,
1: Catbirds Jazz Bar. Yeah, Should have yeah. guessed. What the fuck? Yeah. I say Saloon on that one. Catbirds <laughs> Jazz Bar. We're plucking everything in E major seventh.
0: Exactly. Uh, with Catbirds, we went to um, some really really popular bar that had flowers on the walls. That was beautiful, but we could not get a drink. And too busy. Yeah. It was really cool, though. And then LaGrange. LaGre- LaGrange. Oh, of course. You know what I'm talking about?
1: It's only a ZZ Top song. Huh. La- 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 There's LaGrange, Texas, but they named the yeah. bar. Yeah.
0: Okay. I saw that when we were driving back. I saw LaGrange, st-
1: Texas, where ZZ Top wrote that. It's called LaGrange. It's like, hell, mouse, be round in this Texas town. Some something on La Grange. They got a nice girls here. Dun, dun, dun. That's yeah. a whole song is on that fucking city.
0: Well, we went to that bar. There you go. Um, we went to Poison Girl. It was a whiskey bar. That Damn, was cool. Dude. All they had were paintings up of naked women and it was dope.
1: But just the name of that is so fucking. Poison Girl. Right? Poison Girl and like it's whiskey. Drink this whiskey. And the yeah. bartenders
0: were girls. So it's like they're serving you poison. Of course. I kind of want to work there. I don't see why not.
1: Part of being a bartender is like when you find a spot that has like a vibe or something that you dig, you automatically know like, oh, I can.
0: I can do this. I could
1: work here if I wanted. Yeah. It's just up to me if I want to. That's true, though. Isn't that weird, though? No other job could you do that. Like Mm -hmm. with that kind of skill set, just be like, oh, it's cool here. I can get hired tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So when did up. you
1: start? Like how was it because of school?
0: Yeah, I moved to San Antonio when I was 18 years old and uh didn't have a car. So I was like, let's get a car, let's get money, let's work at yeah. a restaurant. So I started working at Z Tejas. And then Z Tejas,
1: I was going there back in the day when the OGs.
0: Yeah, yeah. I opened up that restaurant uh Started working there, and then it was going really slow. wasn't making very much money, and Twin Peaks was about to open up.
1: The one on Dezavala?
0: Yeah, and I had never worked at a place. I mean, what would you call it, like a restaurant? Yeah. So I was nervous, um, but I worked there for five years, and I loved it, and you made a whole bunch of friends. Too. Yeah, it was good money, and then I eventually got the job at Bonehead. So I've really only bartended at three places. But I've been working as a... Did you
1: bartend at all those places or did you have to serve? Because most places you have I to serve. I was a cocktail
0: waitress at Zita house I bartended at Twin Peaks and at Boneheads. Okay. Yeah, so...
1: Well, I meant you bartended at Boneheads. You were cool. But I already got like, I guess... Um, what do they call it when like the college kids get fucking... They have to go in and drink a bunch of water. Some of them die or whatever the fuck they have like to do. Like
0: hydration shots?
1: No, hydration shots. like... Jake, help me out here with the correct... Terminology? Uh, Not that uh, fucking. Anyways, now I don't even remember where I'm going with it. But you know what I mean? Like you have to go in, you have to pay your dues, right? And going to Bonehead's for the first time, I just, I was just living off medical. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this place is like, I don't know, a $5 Uber. Mm-hmm. Like, let's have a good time. And so I go in there and that's when I make. I don't want to name names, but these names are synonymous with the bar, and I'm only saying good things about them. So that's when I met Brit and Bev, right? Mm-hmm. Of course. We were like, you know, those people, you knew those bartenders.
0: Yes, sir. And
1: I ordered. It's my first time there. I was making decent money, but not like fuck you money. Still not making <laughs> fuck you money. But I remember ordering black all night because I saw well whiskey was like $2.50. So I assume, okay. I'm buying Black Tooth, Maybe they'll charge me $3 for them because it's a shot instead of whatever. Beverly decided to pour me up Crown Royal Black Tooth, And I ordered like fucking 30 because I was like, oh, I'm new to the neighborhood. Nice <laughs> to meet you. Dude, I saw my tab and I wanted to lose my shit, dude. And I went up and I said, hey, y'all are going to see me again because I live down the road. But I said, I'm never going to come back to this place if you fuck me like this again. <laughs> So I said, here's my debit card. I was like, I'm going to pay you cash, but no. Here's my debit card. I'm going to tip you cash. Usually this is going to be all cash, but no. But don't ever fuck me like this again. I'm a bartender. After that, I was dancing on the bar top two weeks later. Yeah, I remember Almost that. got kicked out. Got invited again. And, and I've been going ever since.
0: Yeah, don't you love Boneheads?
1: It's got a certain feel, like there's a temperature when you walk in. Yeah,
0: definitely. It's just so so inviting and comforting, like, come to Boneheads. We'll all love you and accept you.
1: It's kind of true. If
0: you buy us shots. True. Yeah.
1: So how do you feel like, because to me, that's like, if you're in this area of San Antonio, if you live off I-10 or anything, (laughs) you've been to Boneheads or you know about it?
0: I'm very proud to work at Bonehead's. Yeah, because there's
1: only been like, what, 12 different bartenders in 12 years? Yeah, like, pretty it's much. It's very rare. I think I'm the only male that's ever bartended there <laughs> in the last... you are. Pretty much one of the only males. You are? <laughs> yeah, I've bartended there twice and I made I made fuck you money that night and I was like, I don't even have tits. I can't even imagine what these girls do. And then when I started hosting the open mics and I would see like the fucking checkouts on credit card tips, I was like, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> Holy shit.
0: Perks of being a female.
1: Does, but see, this is one reason I want to bring this up and why I respect you as a bartender is because, of course, the formula for a good bar is cold beer, hot women. Mm-hmm. That's the fucking formula. Mm-hmm. If you fuck that up, you shouldn't own a bar or restaurant, <laughs> okay? Because it's hard to fuck that formula up. Uh, my experience with Boneheads is they've always been – you've been great speed bartenders, all of you. all Yeah. Um, I can't even single out one that – was bad at it that at least I would consider a friend or someone I think was great. Mm-hmm. You all in the bar it's not just a bar it's all around you. You take a left, you got a row. Mm-hmm. You take a right, you have another row of chairs. You look forward, you got a row of chairs. So not only are you speed bartending with the best of them and being efficient, accurate and having fun you also still look good. So it's also not like okay, these bartenders aren't just oh I got a fucking rack. Tip me. It's like, no, I get my drinks on fucking time. If I want 12 shots, I'm not going to wait 30 minutes.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're all really good bartenders there. And... Uh, I think the thing that I get the fresh, frustrated with the most is that because we're a bar that only has female bartenders that people assume that because we're putting ourselves in a position to objectify ourselves that they can do it as well. And it's like, yeah, I get it, but also I'm a fucking badass bartender and I am have a lot more to me besides my night job of bartending. True. And I think that goes in with everyone in the service industry. I, I hate the word server. I mean, it implies that we're doing something that's beneath people.
1: I do understand that, and I I think of like the word server, but I also feel like there's nothing better you can really do to another human being than to take care of him. Yeah. It's like even, I don't want to get biblical, but I mean like Jesus washed people's feet, if Jesus even existed. But you know what I mean? He washed people's feet with his hair. in turkey. <laughs> See, there we go. That's something I don't know. Part of your travels. They, they definitely didn't do it in Houston. <laughs> and if they did, it was in a McDonald's sink. Sweet Jesus! But everyone there's got fades. I don't think the hair's long enough.
0: No, that's true though. I I think bartending and serving is a very rewarding job because you meet a multitude of people, and it kind of shows you that everybody has a story, and all you have to do is listen, give them the time of day, and it goes. It's reciprocated, you know. Maybe somebody could come in and think, "Oh, this dumb girl." You know, she's probably just bartending, not doing anything, and then get to know me or any other bartender, or server, and realize the whole story beneath them. Yeah. And I, I just I love that bartending um, has taught say, me that.
1: I'll um, say, I won't name names, but one of your managers there, uh, who bartends sometimes, we we got into speaking about conspiracy theories, but then we got into like actual nutrition, and this woman was breaking down proteins of like animal fats from like like game protein
0: mm-hmm.
1: to this kind of protein and it blew me away. She
0: knew her shit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: A lot of people, you know, you got to understand if you're bartending, especially you do it at a high level to work. That place is never really dead. Yeah. Okay. You're always going to make your money. So your volume is probably like what someone that works in a huge high volume restaurant would have to deal with. Yeah. Right. 'Cause they're always asking you for something, constantly. Yeah. And you have to know how to dictate, okay, this is this, this is this, this is this. so your time management's on time. But also saying, you know, you feel for like certain people too. I could tell like there's certain regulars that go in there, I do. Like there's certain regulars that go in there that I know and I'm like, Okay, you're going through this or cool. Is it a good feeling when you see people not return? Maybe like they were self medicating for a while? Yeah.
0: Then- I always say that I'm like... It's kind of weird because if I don't see someone for a while and then I see them and they've lost weight or they just look different, different demeanor to them. And I say, hey, where have you been? I miss you. We haven't seen you in a while. And they say, oh, I quit drinking for a while. Most people's responses would be like, "Uh, okay, neutral, right? Because I'm a bartender. And me, I'm like, yeah, that's so awesome. That makes me so happy. Text me if you need help with any of these things and blah, blah, because I'm trying to promote health. Yeah. But I mean, maybe I shouldn't be as enthusiastic about it. <laughs> no, I
1: think you should because the bar is going to stay busy no matter. Exactly. What. I felt like bartending was always an industry where it's kind of like, uh, let's say there's a recession and people don't have money, they're going to drink. So going to
0: be busy. And at the then bar. when
1: the recession's over and people are making money, they're going to drink. Yeah. My grandpa used to say from Italy because he would talk about the fucking. You barely speak English by the day died, even though he lived in Canada before even America, right? He still talk like this and he go If the Cowboys they lose, I'm going to drink. If the Cowboys they win, I'm going to drink. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, well Well said. I know this is a fucking job that I'm security is great in." Yeah. So. That's true. So, uh, can you tell me more about like your your schooling right now, like what therapy and everything? Mm-hmm. Um what are your strong points? What are like what parts? Because I know there's many sectors. Mm-hmm. What are like some of the sectors that you're more passionate about?
0: Um, so I know it's
1: mental health a lot, right?
0: Yeah, I'm very passionate about insight. If I can cultivate insight in a client for them to be able to be self aware of their own thoughts, actions, behaviors for me that means that I'm winning with them and I'm promoting growth with them if you have a client who maybe they're severely depressed or schizophrenia or bipolar, any other mental disorder that's not really curable mm-hmm. and they don't have any insight, how are you going to get them to manage their symptoms? Because so, you can't help
1: someone who can't Yeah,
0: or, or like personality disorders, narcissistic and borderline personality disorder. They're so difficult to treat. And the reason why they're difficult to treat is because they have a superior mindset. So they're coming to you because they're kind of mandated. So
1: are they like born with that mindset kind of? They can't change it? No. Because I've <sighs> seen people with crazy egos that mm-hmm. came from nothing But still have crazy egos about nothing.
0: I mean, it depends. You can't really say that someone who has a high ego could be diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder because there's a lot more that goes into it. Because like someone could have a high ego but have high empathy and you wouldn't be able to diagnose them as a narcissist. True. Um. So it just goes different ways. But again, yeah, I mean, it's hard to even talk to people, not in a clinical setting that have high egos because they're never going to see from your perspective. So imagine being in a 60-minute session with somebody, trying to work on the things that they are complaining to you about, that they want to change in their life, but they will never understand what you're trying to say. It's difficult.
1: True. Okay, I kind of get it because it's kind of like they're on their own little pedestal. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you're sh- talking to them. And they're and looking they're down at you, and at the end of the day, it's going to be like, oh, no matter what, this is how I feel.
0: Yeah, I mean, they know how to work you too. I mean, a lot of these people have been going to therapy for years, and their parents put them into therapy, and then but that's not sociopathic;
1: they just know how to game the system. They're like, oh, if I say this, I could get mm-hmm. yeah, prescriptions, like- I guess. Well, there's a difference between therapists and uh, psychiatrist. yeah,
0: psychiatrists. Yeah, psychiatrists
1: give the pills. Yeah, therapists help you with your life.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Is there any kickback in the pharmaceutical company to therapists? Or is that, like, self-incriminating kind of question in your...
0: Well, some psychiatrists won't even see you unless you're concurrently going to a therapist because they don't want to just give you... I've had people come to me as a precursor to the psychiatrist and just see me because they know that that's a way for them to get their meds and they're not trying to change in any way. But usually these are people who lack insight, like I'm saying, and and lo- lack knowledge on their disorder and they just think oh, the, the you medication helps me.
1: insight, like when I say insight, like I believe people have to be like empathy mm-hmm. but also self-aware. When you say insight, do you mean self-aware?
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay. Introspection. Be- being able to say... Let's say you say something rude to somebody and you don't have insight, and someone's like, Man, bro, like that was fucked up what you just said. And you're like, Yeah, fuck, I don't care. That's if they took it the wrong way, that's their problem. Someone who had insight could look through the other person's perspective and say, Oh, man, yeah, maybe that wasn't maybe the nicest thing. Up. Yeah, maybe
1: that wasn't right of me. Yeah. Empathy, and be able though. to see both sides of so it. So they are connected. Insight and empathy should be connected.
0: Yeah, they should be. They're not always though. Really? Like a highly intelligent person could be intellect or have insight to know of what they're doing and the effect it has on other people, but they can not care emotionally or not be capable. Those are sociopaths. Of... <laughs> yeah. Like sociopaths are usually highly intelligent people, but they're not going to be able to have high emotional intelligence where they can feel what other people are feeling and know how hurtful it could be. They can inte- intellectualize it though.
1: Can you, um, can you answer me something I've thought about, about sociopathics and the people that work like surgeons? Okay. <laughs> Cause this is something I want to know, like from your mindset, what you've studied and what you know, like how does someone able to just cut into a living human being,
0: I don't think and then think and then
1: that, not no. feel like a even like a Ugh, I just put a fucking razor <laughs> in this guy's chest or I'm opening up his chest cavity there's only a three percent chance this could work, and if it doesn't fuck it, I'm going home and eating my my wife's got me a fat ass steak <laughs> like. How does that happen? Well,
0: I think you're a little confused there, because when I think of surgeons, I think of people who came into this field for one reason—they want to help people, right? Okay. So I've talked to doctors that are in their residency, and I mean, they're depressed because a bad day for them isn't a bad day for me and you. Somebody was bad day for them. Someone someone died. Exactly. Someone fucking died, and it's my—they—they take responsibility. I could not save that person. So I think a surgeon is somebody who has high intellect, high confidence. And they go into that knowing what the stakes are, and if someone yeah, dies, they, I don't think they go home and eat a steak. Yeah, and they know what the stakes
1: are. They're like porterhouse, T-bone, <laughs> fucking fillet. And they're like, let's cook that shit. We get home, baby. I, I have never. I'm not doing this shit for a hundred thousand a year. I'm doing this shit for two hundred fifty thousand a year. I don't
0: know. I don't know any surgeons personally. I mean, I. Okay, I've never we've done, asked this we don't, we're not to naming names. We're not naming names. You know? We're not naming names. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I've I've had a surgeon that I've seen and talked to him about issues, and it's just like, well, I'm sorry. So some
1: days it's like, ah, it works or it doesn't. Yeah. Wow. See, like a lot of jobs, that shit does not work. Imagine, Jake, look at me right now, dude. Let's say I'm a mechanic, and I I, I get paid to fix someone's engine, <laughs> and it fucking just doesn't work after they paid me. <laughs> I'm like, eh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you signed the contract. I tried. I, I, I told you before you brought your car in. Yeah, not, I told it might you uh, okay. You probably should work on the AC before this. <laughs> Sorry, it didn't fucking work.
0: <laughs> you, you come back tomorrow, you pay me again, and we'll see what happens.
1: <laughs> no. I love that, you know, most people in this industry, you know, we do this to, you know, of course, we make great money for just being ourselves and being personable, but you do like to travel and you do like food and drink. Like you are oh, yeah. very, uh, you have a, I would say a very great palate Yeah. and I don't know, a Jake's had, you know alright palette because when I met him he liked Keystone Light. So <laughs> oh my I would God. think he probably has a better palate now that he's been dating you. Oh. But uh, he has a friend. great palate in women obviously. But when it came to other things, maybe not. Did, did he drink wine before he met you? No. Did he drink IPAs before he met you?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. There I was go. serving him up IPA. I don't think I've day. ever seen this fucking guy drink a white wine in my life. And he's the one who recommended it to me. For when he came in, he was like the psalm. I don't know who brought the bottle, but Jake was like, oh, it's from Greece, blah, blah, blah. It's got a profile of a red wine. Like, this is not what I'm used to. So I have to say you're responsible for this because
0: – Yeah. Jake's I mean, friend said that I made him bougie.
1: <laughs> I don't know if you made him bougie, but you definitely made him uh, more self-aware. More what? Insightful. Yeah. More.
0: I think just more adventurous with trying new things. When Jake and I started dating, we were on a huge health kick, and so we were just always trying to make food we like healthy. Just eating fucking raw chicken breasts
1: and uh, wearing yoga pants and fucking yeah, tricking uh, <laughs> protein shakes and farting around each other and going, oh, well, that protein Ju- shake. Juicing celery and
0: cucumbers.
1: Watching documentaries. Yeah, I like watch documentaries. Yeah, he always liked that kind of stuff. Jake's always been intuitive to where he wants to keep learning things.
0: Definitely, yeah, yeah, and uh, like, that's like that the, the, the thing that I, I think love think we about used him
1: to trip most. out and watch a uh, Planet Earth together. Remember? dude, Planet <laughs> Earth, In the chill House on DVD, bro. Yeah, yeah, Blu-ray. yeah, Blu-ray. I wish I had
0: his voice and then the bear. oh
1: Stephen Attenborough, yeah. well, the baby tigers. She's
0: a go for <laughs> no, sure. That, that
1: was more. That's more. Uh, you have to go English. So <laughs> the tigers, for the first three weeks, will feed off the mother until they realize the harsh, harsh levies of the world will crush their spirits and they have to survive on their own. Carnivores, omnivorous creatures. Born hunters, average lifespan, 25 years. This is not your average feline house count. Exactly. Right on. Imagine explaining like a shot like that. This is a shot glass. Short. It carries three ounces. Um, it has
0: 50 per 50% 50 proof. <laughs> <laughs> 40 proof.
1: Now you sound in Irish.
0: I am Irish. My last name is McDonald.
1: No, it is not.
0: Yeah, you want to see my ID?
1: No, I believe you don't have to show yeah. me your ID, but your last name is McDonald.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man.
1: Dude, I like let me my see Guinness. This.
0: I'm a Jameson <laughs> I know you like your Jameson
1: I was gonna have a bottle ready for that Dude 629 Whose birthday was it? Oh so wait Your birthday is like a Basically a month apart?
0: Yeah well, we're two I'm two years older two years older Yeah oh, That's
1: alright Hey That's crazy 29 game, dude Turned 6 upside down It's the 9 now Yeah or I guess the 30, He's getting dude. old
0: I felt weird when I turned 27 And then he turned 29 I was like Just kidding
1: <laughs> Dude I turned 29 in May And guess what? You know how much freedom you have in not giving a fuck about your age? It's like, no more birthdays. I got to pay bills. 30, hey, maybe I'll get some friends together. We'll drink some IPAs. That's why we game. just went
0: to Houston and did something small without like the huge friend thing and having the burden of all our friends to plan this huge expensive thing. Cause we're going to do a boat party on Lake Travis, but we just decided. It's more personal. Yeah, and we had a lot of fun.
1: So did you, um, like, since y'all are avid travelers, like, I know y'all, like, one of the very first times... I think I knew y'all were dating. You're already planning a trip somewhere across the world. Um,
0: we love traveling. Do you ta-
1: like, do you have an itinerary when you travel?
0: Uh, yeah. So we are always looking up all the things that we want to do. Or so reading she blogs. makes it though. I'm
1: looking at Jake right now. <laughs> so you make it, you, you look up reviews, places yeah. to go. I
0: love reading travel blogs. I wish I was a travel blogger. Um, we're, that's kind of on our agenda to get a really nice camera and start. We're going to Spain um, in Ooh. the summer of 2019. So we want to hopefully have a nice camera. Yeah.
1: Ibiza. Ibiza. Yeah. Good wine.
0: Ibiza. It's like a party island in Spain.
1: Yeah, yeah. But they have good wine. White wine too.
0: Everywhere in Europe has great wine, right?
1: Yeah, I guess. Well, you know, there's, there's special places that are a little bit better. If I were to believe this from anyone,
0: it would be you. So...
1: Portugal, though. Napa Valley's overrated, dude. Really? Yeah, Napa Napa Valley can suck my dick. I didn't didn't know when I was going to have to say this on a podcast. But hey, if you go to California, don't waste your fucking time. Go to Sonoma. Okay. You could drive to Napa in 30 minutes. From Sonoma It's cheaper and less pretentious. The shit from Napa, yes, they won their accolades and their awards in like the 70s. but, But since then, I mean, you look at like... Old world. Look at Italy. The Antonori family has been making wine for 29 generations. They have barely started their second generation of winemakers in California. The only reason there is grapes in California up through the West Coast is because of the Catholic Church. Because they had to grow grapes for sacrament. Besides that, there would be no grapes in California. It just actually leveled out on the same latitude to where it fell like on the same latitude as fucking France and Mm -hmm. Italy. So climatically or climate wise you could grow them but the only reason was because it was because the yeah it's not the like they're
0: pioneers in their own field. no yeah
1: they weren't out here like oh i can't wait to just plant petite sirah <laughs> and paso robles it was more like a bunch of mexican indians back then building a church 300 years ago it just so happens those vines are still there and whatever vines they did plant which a lot of them were like spanish you know and french grape varieties they worked. And that's why we have them.
0: You learn something new every day.
1: You do. You know, and that's why I think Napa Valley is overrated. And Napa Valley is like just putting a fucking bumper sticker on. It's like it's like, dude, I know a tri blend from H&M is going to feel exactly the same as American Apparel. <laughs> you know, but but fuck it. <laughs> the one the one from American Apparel has the tag on it. AKA oh, Napa yeah. Valley. You, you, so I'm going to buy that one.
0: You pay $40 for like a basic shirt yeah, that or, looked like it's been washed and dried uh, 200 times. And then you're like, yeah, American apparel.
1: Yeah. And someone's
0: well, wearing the exact same shirt from Walmart. And you're like, American apparel, bro. And they're like, nah. And that's
1: the Sonoma Coast. Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Even though I can't talk shit, all my shirts are printed on American apparel. <laughs> Cause capitalism. <laughs> Fuck it. That's marketing. Yeah. Uh, oh, it, dude, it's all Yeah, that's gotta day, It's yours, baby So where did you get this wine That we're drinking?
0: We got it in Santorini It's called uh, Arden- Santorini
1: sounds like a place In fucking uptown Houston Where the Italians <laughs> live You gotta give me more details <laughs> <laughs> you
0: gotta... Santorini, Greece
1: Okay, we gotta give People are listening From all around the world
0: Santorini, Greece
1: Okay, Santorini We went
0: to Santorini, Greece And we drank the wine We ate the food We ate the cheese It was delicious
1: Dude, this wine is beautiful.
0: It is, right? How do you do that? It's really thing. Okay. so majestic.
1: I'll tell people, the way I do it is like, pretend you're holding a pencil. Okay. Well, hold it. Put it down first, your wine glass. If you're at home and you have a wine glass, put your wine glass down. Now, grab the base of the wine glass and the stem of the wine glass like you're getting a pencil and you're about to write something, right? Okay. And now pretend you're drawing little circles. Little circles. Now, slowly lift that off the table. And keep drawing little circles. Oh. Don't have to go fast. Look at, look at this one. You don't have to go fast. Just draw little circles.
0: I like my circles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you should do NASCAR then, because <laughs> it's one big fast fucking circle. Shake and bake. Shake and bake.
0: Ricky Bobby.
1: Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Real life Ricky Bobby, and his motherfucking name is Cheeseburger Dude.
0: Cheeseburger.
1: Shout out cheeseburger because I know we don't name names, but that's not even your real fucking name. <laughs> Shout out to cheesy. Cheesy, he that's keeps... what I call him. You call him cheesy?
0: Only I call him cheesy.
1: I heard the only back... I
0: can call him cheesy.
1: Oh, well shit, he calls me for anything but fronting. But I remember <laughs> one time he was like, "I'm from the Arkansas," <laughs> and he's like, "You want to do Jager Bomb? And like I said, I don't. I don't. <laughs> To me, if the liquor has to be chilled, I don't want to yeah, drink yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. There's something wrong if it has to be 34 degrees for me to shoot it. Okay? Jager Bomb
0: is definitely not a friend of mine.
1: Jager, uh, Rumpel. What, I mean, what's some other one? Goldschlager, Fireball. That sounds like Jake's fucking territory, though. Jake loves Fireball. I feel like you're fucking... <gasps> I remember back then when you were drinking Keystone's playing beer pong that... <laughs> If Fireball was invented, it would have been next to that you. That would have been Jake It just it just wouldn't it wasn't invented yet. He so. loves his Fireball. God, sweet Jesus, that cinnamon shit, man! I used to drink the hot damn 101 back in the day. The hot... I think I probably did though, because I was because I'm a fucking gentleman. <laughs> oh shit! So cheeseburger, we gotta talk about regulars now. I know you haven't switched. Uh, bar jobs a lot, but I have, and you know, some regulars follow you, some don't. But, like, and like, we talk about success of some regulars getting better or finding help. Like, who are some people like? Do you have those regulars that when they walk in, it doesn't have to do with money, nothing, they just make you feel happy? Oh,
0: yeah, I have a lot actually. There's a lot of times that I don't want to work just because I'm. Lazy. (laughs) I get tired between school and the internship and work and definitely uh, depleted from always having to have this uh, bartender personality every time I work, but then I'll get into work and I'm there and a few people come in and it's just like, man, I love you guys.
1: So do you feel like opposed to someone who works like 40 hours a week, right? That's Mm -hmm. technically five, what fucking eight hour shifts, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, they deduct your lunches at some of these places because they're pieces of shit. Yeah, because they're pieces of shit, and you got to vote libertarian. Anyways, so you would say, like, having to do, like, you're an extroverted person, right?
0: I'm a fake extrovert. Uh, A
1: fake extrovert. There's a
0: book called Quiet. Um, I don't remember the name of the author, which is horrible, but it really goes into depth which is out of the scope of this podcast of the introverts and extroverts, but pretty much Mm -hmm. talks about how a lot of extroverts are really fake extroverts because it's so prized in society to be an extrovert. Mm. It's like highly valued. If you get a job, they want you to be able to work well with people, right? And so many different aspects of of any job. Carry a conversation, Mm -hmm. know a
1: little bit about. Even when you're being
0: interviewed, if you go into an interview and you're socially awkward, are you going to get the job? No,
1: they're like, oh, this guy or girl can't. Okay.
0: Society wants us to be extroverts, so I make my money by portraying an extroverted person. But in reality, I like to spend a lot of time by myself. Um, Even hanging out with my own friends is too much of a daunting task for me. I just I like to be by myself. I spend a lot of time with my boyfriend, but I'm so comfortable with him. It feels like I'm hanging out by myself. Yes, yes. And going into a a job like Boneheads where I work.
1: Tonight, you're probably going to see over 150 different people.
0: Yeah, they expect you to talk and laugh. That's not even a
1: shallow number. You're probably going to see about 150 different people a night. Yeah. And, and you're going to have to interact with 150 different people.
0: You know how many times people ask me, what's wrong, Cambria? Because I'm not fucking dancing what's, or being crazy and like I'm nothing's wrong. I'm doing the mon-
1: monkey dance for you. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: But see, okay, so like when you do have your days off, I have to have these, met- I call them mental charge days. Same. Where I just like plug my brain in Same. to basically sleep and quiet and like offering offering and i like she moved in over a year ago and like when she's here she makes me feel comfortable but it's also like i'm not i still feel alone in a good way not like oh my god i'm alone yeah even though she's here with me it's like there's peace that's why in the fucking beginning i went to boneheads was because it was a place where no one knew me mm-hmm. it was a place where i was so used to like high volume to like 250 different people a day plus whatever, doing like 20 G's in sales at whatever bars I was working at. And then I wanted to go somewhere where fucking no one would come up and be, Oh, Hey, what's up? Or Same. Hey, you know? And so Small talk is tiring. I, I, I picked boneheads, you know, but then I kept going. So now boneheads isn't one of my like, go get away bars. Now it's one of those where I can see people. So to me, about three days is my max.
0: I don't let myself work more than four days a row. This past week, I had to work five days in a row.
1: Oh, by the fifth day, you probably hated everyone.
0: Oh, yeah. I I, can't, I know how to keep my cool really well. But as soon as I got out of that place, I spent two... I actually canceled a day that I was supposed to go into my internship so I could have that much more time to just be by myself because I knew that I needed it for my mental health. Self-care is really high on my priority list. I am not me unless I give myself that time to recharge. And honestly, if, if there could be like a job that I could have, it would be... Self care. If I could get paid to take care of myself every day, that would be my. Th- I. Lo- I lo-
1: Shit. I'm working on it. Like
0: I love cooking healthy food and fasting or coffee enemas or yeah. or coffee
1: enemas. Face masks, bubble Hold baths. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Yes. <laughs> <Hold up. laughs> I've watched Hulu where this couple was addicted doing coffee enemas, where they would put this. And they would pump it up their ass. Yeah, that's me.
0: I put coffee in my butt, and I like it.
1: Now, oh my God! Okay, please continue. Because first off, do you do (laughs) Folgers?
0: No, you have to do highly high grade coffee, organic coffee, high grade coffee because okay, yeah. you're putting this into your oh, body you yes. don't want to put anything into your body that's not pure no processing to it i mean but the, the purest form of coffee that you can find on
1: that because i go to the snobbiest
0: coffee shop you know or like the coffee snobs that make you feel like shit about what you're local bearing.
1: coffee or halcyon yeah,
0: yeah, yeah go there
1: yeah i'm naming i'm well, naming names but like, hey we care merit coffee over at fucking hotel in matusa so. exactly and piece. go
0: buy a bag of their coffee, and go brew it up, and put it in your little bucket, and put. What's a, the
1: setup? Please explain the setup. So
0: you buy a coffee enema bucket, stainless stills, preferential.
1: Wait, wait, they have enema buckets.
0: Yeah, yeah, coffee Amazon. Enema buckets. Shout out to Amazon. Yeah, okay, yeah. keep going. Okay, so I like to do this after a weekend of drinking or something. You know, just detox. Let's say when I usually drink a lot, it goes hand in hand with eating a lot of bad food and I normally eat a lot of good food so I could just feel my body's not it's like what the fuck Cambria what have you been doing to me I hate you and I'm like I got you and I pull out the bucket so pretty much you brew your coffee the best way to do it is steep it for you want to start off like a cup or a cup and a half anything more than that I don't know if your body can handle it I'm very small so my body can only handle like a half a cup I have a cup and a half of coffee I'm
1: thinking shits are at least a cup
0: Okay, well then maybe start I there. probably handle a cup. All right. Because uh, you're
1: just shooting in your rectum, right? It's not yeah, going into you your lower... Yeah, you lube it up earth. with
0: a coconut oil. Lube it up with coconut oil. Sweet
1: Jesus, okay. And then
0: I like to put on a, like a meditation guide, so I'm also meditating while I'm putting the coffee while in. my
1: meditation guides Bill burr. I don't know if I want to do a coffee enema. Read a autocracy. book
0: or some, put some relaxing music okay. on. Okay, right?
1: Oswald, 1984.
0: Sounds good to me. He
1: saw the sign It said "peace, war." <laughs> war is peace. Do you do what temperature do you do this? Because you, go, you it want shock it to be, body?
0: you want it to be lukewarm. Because uh, if it
1: was hot, you would die, yeah, or your yeah, yeah. or your central nervous system would.
0: You don't want to do that. That would be weird.
1: Well, I think the whole thing's weird. So <laughs> I'm trying to figure out okay. the guidelines. on how not to kill myself. I always I make the coffee
0: it. like in my um. What's it called, baby? The, the The, the, the press, French, French press. press. Make it in my French One press. One of the only good
1: things the French have ever done.
0: I, I don't, have you ever had a souffle? I
1: say that. Have you had a ruin de Conte? Have you had a There's, nice Chablis?
0: They're the creators of the Berblanc. Berblanc.
1: Eh, red eh, blanc? Eh, yeah, eh, yeah. Eh? They're they're creators of the word blanc. They created the fancy way to say white. These fucks. Their red face red their red noses, squinty eyes, sour ass breath from all the cheese and yeast.
0: I like their little hats.
1: Yeah, they got cute ass <laughs> They got cute hats. I'm not I'm not gonna argue the fact they got cute hats. Okay, so what? So, okay. so now you brew the coffee, you let it sit, you let it lukewarm. chill for a while, God.
0: and then you lube up the end of your uh, coffee enema, and then you just hang it on somewhere where you can, yes. you know, where it's like running when I down. drain this
1: tank, I get a, I suction the bottom of just a tube, and the top of the tube is in the top of the tank, the bottom's in a bucket. I do that real quick, a little suck action that creates a vacuum, and then it sucks water from my tank into the bucket. Is that what? Th- happening with my asshole if I do this?
0: Pretty much. You already have some now, experience. Okay,
1: so I do know that also like when you detox, most things go through your fecal, like 75%. Like even if you're detoxing from marijuana or something, mm-hmm. most of it's all exited through. Yes. Yeah,
0: well, because your liver is the one that's in charge of detoxifying all the toxins. So,
1: So, but if your liver's in charge of it, why, why have I heard, please tell me because you I'm not, I come from no medical background, dude. Besides, the doctor told me I hit my head too hard one time. So, besides that, like, how would you know? Like, how would you know this is even safe for you to do?
0: Well, it has a lot of empirical evidence behind it. Obviously, it's not like a woo woo tactic where you don't really know if it's working or not. This is actually treated to treat, or used to treat cancer patients because. Hmm. it's called Gerson's therapy. You could look look it up. And okay. uh, so people, when they first find out that they have cancer, if they go see like a holistic doctor, that's something, that's a technique that they're going to tell them to employ. So what it does is it ups your glutathione, which is the antioxidant that helps push out all of the toxins from your body. Okay, word. So it's upping that so much that it's helping your liver, like, flush everything out. And it has a high cell turnover. So let's say you have some bad bugs in your in your gut microbiome. It's helping get rid of those bad bugs. So I do it once every two weeks. Like I said, after a week, like, if I have a time in my life where I'm eating bad and I'm drinking a lot, I'm always going to follow it up out. with a coffee enema, right? Also, or if I travel. Okay.
1: And you also mentioned your microbiome. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been reading more about it. It's fascinating. I'm still a dope, but I've heard things like what, residual sugar, fake sugar. Mm. Like like if you drink a Diet Coke, it it's would horrible destroy for you. your entire microbiome. Okay, to but everybody know, out I there, Diet Coke is some...
0: horrible for you. It's way worse to drink a Diet Coke than a regular Coke. And stay away from artificial sugars and sucralose. They are literally poison to your microbiome.
1: What is? Uh, sugar artificial vitamins? sugars. Artificial sugars. Okay, so in general.
0: Yeah. Like, which is Diet Coke is full so, of. What,
1: what, is, what is stevia then? We talked about it's this It's natural.
0: It's a plant.
1: Okay. Mic drop. <laughs> okay. So I understand that <gasps> then. And so it helps clear you out. But anything I've ever done for my liver was like, I will take milk thistle pills. That's a good one. And be like, Oh. I could booze a little harder.
0: (laughs) I feel so enlightened now. I just took my milk thistle. Charcoal is a good one too.
1: Activated charcoal? Activated
0: charcoal pills.
1: Okay, now I know that's a new thing in the bar scene, which I just recently learned that people (laughs) want to add that to drinks to make it look like a piece of shit, like a bunch of the kids in the cave.
0: Yeah, I totally had that drink, you piece of shit.
1: You had to wear it, that rustic? Yeah. That was the only place I knew that was trying to use it besides like, Somewhere downtown But I saw it And I I thought You dumped like coffee Into
0: Into my alcoholic beverage I don't know But
1: I thought It only was beneficial For like your teeth
0: No 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 I mean it's good for your teeth Because what it does Is it binds to toxins And it pulls them Out of your body That's why it's good To use it on your teeth Because it's gonna bind So what's it Plaque to plaque gingivitis, Stuff like that Bacteria but Jake and I use it before we start drinking so we'll pop one when we're in the midst of drinking then we'll pop some more after we're done drinking and then you kind of couple that up with turmeric and that helps you not have such a bad hangover the next day now
1: I eat a lot of turmeric because my lady's Persian and she's Iranian so I got a lot of fucking turmeric (laughs) in my diet but I've also heard B1 is supposed to be one of the best if you like to drink B1 is the best for you but when I went to go look for it at H E B or stuff, there mm. was only multi B twelve or multi. It's hard vitamins, to find isolated. But I think I think it comes. Maybe it's a different name. Theanine. I don't know. What it? Theanine. Theanine.
0: T h e a n i n e. Oh, like Adam
1: Thielen on the fucking Minnesota Vikings wide receiver. Yeah, I
0: don't know. Number
1: two to Stefan Diggs. Theanine. Theanine. Anyways, so where do I get that though?
0: Uh, you start at Vitamin Shop, Cost Plus Nutrition, like GNC. Is it cup. vitamin shop or vitamin shop?
1: I thought that was a smoothie place. No, Dude, I swear to God. Don't, don't make your sign orange and white with a fucking cup on it. Call vitamin shop and make me think it's not a smoothie place. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, what kind of marketing guy do you have behind that?
0: Uh, I don't know.
1: what. what I don't know if they're gaining or losing customers because of that.
0: That's my spot, though. I'll be posted up in there right like in shop. seven days a week. Isn't
1: it spelled like the the way the fucking French do it? Shop- yeah. Shop- so that's bang? why I'm asking. Well, you're asking the wrong person because I'm asking you about this because I don't know. You know, I don't think right now this is probably this is episode eight of Domcast. It's probably the most intelligent conversation we've had.
0: That makes me happy. It,
1: it should. That makes it's me been happy.
0: A very good... I'm so smart.
1: <laughs> but that's mine. I do my coffee and my and the girl in Turkey washed her feet in a fucking hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's me. No, but Cambria, you're you're an awesome person. You got a lot going on for you. You got you got a great man too behind you. Um, I and your time is super fucking valuable, and I get that. I, I'm in the same industry. I understand. I want my time alone. So you coming over, sharing some wine, having a good time. I think this is great. Is there anything you want to tell the people? Maybe some links to look up some movies or bands okay. uh, books you've read. Yeah. Yeah. Like tell tell some people before we go like some things they should check out. I wrote you know? down
0: some stuff. Well, first of all, everyone leans to listen to Nirvana because it just is like
1: I re-downloaded Nirvana, uh, their album with the naked ass baby in the pool and it fucking never got... mind.
0: It's called Nevermind.
1: OK, there you go. It's... <laughs> No, no, I have it on this bitch, but there's... Let me show you the song that I can't stop listening to. I'm
0: sorry to all the Nirvana fans that he just disrespected us like that.
1: Yeah, sorry. This one's called Lithium.
0: Yeah, that's the best song ever.
1: This is my favorite Nirvana song. Slash the only reason I downloaded the whole album. I'm so so happy. Cause today I found my friends in my head. I'm so... I don't know where he goes because he says happy horny. So have this, are you. Yeah. I like the
0: part where he says, I'm so ugly.
1: Sunday morning is every day
0: for all I care. Oh. Yeah, that's my, my f- number my one. My candles
1: in a daze because I found God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Great, I I play more than 20 seconds, I might get sued. <laughs> so that's a copyright law. <laughs> Shout out Nirvana, I don't, want, I don't want your fucking lawyers messaging me. Did you ever tell you a story about the Rolling Stones lawyers? No. Dude, <sighs> so I don't know what. I, I don't know it was because I was an ASCAP, BMI, whatever, for recording artists. But I downloaded um, a torrent of the Rolling Stones' greatest hits, which was like two whole discs. And a week later, I got this weird message that was like government encrypted and was basically like telling me hey we're the lawyers of the rolling stone you illegally downloaded this um for the amount of tracks and royalties associated with this you would owe fifteen thousand dollars in uh infringement and basically stealing the music and in my head i was like okay fuck this i'm i'm only buying my music now which is why i use apple music and this is not a plug and second off i was like how much more money do these fucks need? How much more? They toured before- fifteen thousand dollars. Another more. <laughs> fifteen Gs, dude. For what, dude? You toured. You played Woodstock before Jimi Hendrix played it and died. You were a band before the. You and the Beatles are at the same time. You were a band before with Leonard Skinner. How much more money you need? How are you still alive, dude? Sorry, that's just frustrating, Maron. But I'm so happy because today I found my friends They're in my head. Oh, this has been a good podcast, man. Thank you so much for coming over. Cheers. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate this white wine as well. Cheers. You know, let's cheers to this. Um, people drinking at home. Let's get a little stats on this. This is from Greece. Uh, the Santa... I think that's that's the producer, right? That's not the variety. The name of
0: the winery is called Artemis, a word I can't pronounce at the end.
1: Artemis Caramelogis.
0: And it's called Nectaria.
1: Yeah, this is a beautiful wine. It's a beautiful white wine. It kind of reminds you of like a dry Pinot Grigio, which is the only kind of Pinot Grigio you should drink. Uh, this is some good stuff. Oh, thank you all for bringing this from Greece. And... Cambria will be working tonight at Bonehead, so go out there, fucking tip her.
0: Karaoke night!
1: Karaoke night, no- oh.
0: You should come, Dom. Shit. He's coming. <laughs> He's, He's gonna be I like, Lamborghini Mercy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know I told What is
0: it? Lamborghini like, Mercy.
1: Yeah. Yo, chick, she's so thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in that two juicy level. Hey, I- hey. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite parts when like 2 chains comes up but I'm always out of breath yeah. so I'm like I'm like uh catch up my campaign cool the call a little mayonnaise I'm drunk I had the same time drink champagne on that plate you know I'm saying shit like that but I don't fucking so we got a campaign Martha and I, tonight Boneheads she's only got a couple weeks done she's done with grad school she's killing it her and Jake are gonna travel more uh we, this has just been a great, fun podcast, man. So thank you so much. Is there anything, any more books, any shows coming up you want to plug? Uh, Sharp
0: Objects. The book is amazing. The show is interesting. Okay. Everyone needs to watch the movie Nocturnal Animals. Okay. Right, baby? That's a good show. Uh, Yeah. Um, Tom also, Ford, the guy who makes purses. Garden State and Blow. <laughs> If you haven't seen those movies, who are you?
1: I heard I was like someone from Garden. They were like, "You, you always remind me of like the You guy do from look Garden like the guy State. from. You do. And I've never seen it. Is, you, what the fuck? I don't you not, haven't seen well, it. Well, you know what? Now I got a movie to watch with the lady. So. All right. Dear Lord. But
0: well, that's all I got for everybody. Uh, I am, also, there's a book called the The Gift of Imperfection. If anyone's at a time in their life where they're going through some self discovery, that's a good place to start. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Well, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I know we're all busy bodies, and we got things to do, so we're going to shut this thing off. But, Cambria, thank you so much for coming through. Jake, so much for coming through, man. Um, Hopefully, this won't be the last one. So, (laughs) from what I know, there's a lot of people that want to listen, so it's going to be a great one. Uh, Please, subscribe, rate. You can listen to it on Google Play, iTunes, any podcast app on Android you possibly want, except for Spotify. Why? because fuck spotify did i say it hashtag spuck Fod- spotify there you go spuck spotify all right um i'm not doing any official advertisement this week even though you can go to gamefly.com slash offer slash dom and get one month free guess what that was so unprofessional. I ain't get paid for it, so don't give a fuck. <laughs> so we're gonna keep rolling. I might do karaoke tonight. Come see Cambria Boneheads, Console Drive, San Antonio, Texas, off I ten. She'll start. You know, she might be your fucking therapist. So watch out, dude. Stay crazy and uh, one love. Stay black. You fucking shot cheese. Hey, what's 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 it? Jake, we gotta say we gotta get a goodbye from you also fucking chachis yeah fucking chachis <laughs> good time chachis. with them y'all can't wait till next time come out tonight and if you're not afraid to sing in front of people punch your big boy panties up put your jock strap on get out there and butt heads like you're listening to Chop Suey by Sisson of Down you son of a bitch All right. angels were meant <laughs> to die ah!
0: wake up go. <laughs>
1: We want to! We want to! want to! Trust in
0: my,
1: my self-righteous suicide
0: I cry Cause <laughs> angels deserve to die